Happy New Year's. Motherfucker. gentlemen and welcome to the autopod decepticast this is your weekly podcast and you know what we do it's that whole minute by minute thing 1986 transformers movie you can't be at episode 42 and not understand what the gist of this thing is because it's episode 42 we are at the 4101 to 42 minute mark that's what we're covering today and in the spirit of the new year with me are two gentlemen who are gonna have a crack at turning over a new leaf yes they're taking stock of life and are making a fresh start. After all, the early bird catches the worm and nothing ventured, nothing gained. So these two men are blowing away the cobwebs and finding that new lease on life. They've taught me that when you're at the crossroads, nothing's better than a breath of fresh air going back to square one, back to the drawing board, and opening the door to a freshly paved path to a clean slate. Thank you, gentlemen. Please introduce yourselves. Fresh air, more like hot air. I'm Ryan, with a hot take. I think you said something about blowing away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to blow something away. Right, men, as we approach the new year, are there any vices that you'd care to commence bud-nipping? Oh, Ryan's, mm. Ryan's got so many. Well, He's I was got... outed on the last episode of my falling down <laughs> fetish. <laughs> That's right. You, I didn't know this about you, and I've known you as long as I've known anybody. It's a deep you secret. Love to watch people fall down the stairs. That makes you come more than love. <laughs> <laughs> so something maybe that the ghost of Christmas uh, present would. I believe that's right. <laughs> absolve you from. Uh, so I will stop tripping, Caleb. Thank All right. you. I'm gonna stop falling. <laughs> Apparently. Great resolutions indeed. Um, so I guess this is a reminder. Hey, I did have it in my notes here. Maybe okay. I did recognize it. A reminder? A reminder. Mm. This is a reminder that we are in the final few days of listener appreciation season. In fact, is this the final one day? Yeah, it's New Year's Eve, baby. God, I hope so. And uh, which we've extended through today. A little gracias to those that have expressed their enjoyment of the show. Just leave us a review on iTunes and send us an email. Or a little uh, private message via our at Autopod Decepticast, I'm sorry, at ApodDcast Twitter handle. Uh, give us your address, a little something-something will come your way, and that stuff is coming together well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to say what it is, but Caleb's contribution I've is... been done for weeks. But yeah, actually, Caleb was the first That's true. to I just started last night. Uh, last uh, night being not... I last mean, night being... Two um, weeks ago. Yes, the 21st. Yeah. Gotcha. I'd say I'm 50% done, but we're going to wrap it up. And it's going to be awesome, and we hope you guys really like it. So um, we'd invite you, that uh, those of you, let's not forget, who have already reviewed, that haven't already provided us with your address, there's a handful of you out there, please reach out, give us a message, it's easy. We would love to share the goods with you. We like, I'd say the goods a lot. <laughs> it's your go-to. And, and by, good. the goods, by the goods, they... So often means genitals, but mm-hmm. we're not sending you anything genital related. Let us well, not, well. Let's let's be clear. We do not want people sharing their genitals with us. And we well, are, I, mean, I don't. And we are not having. We are not sharing our genitals. Well, That's true. Oh wait, 
I, I mean, guess I, Ryan I, hasn't made his yeah, thing. I have access to those addresses I, too. I am not wanting nor providing. There's no genital cycle here. There's no. There's no cycle of genitalia going on in this world. Cycle of genitalia. Genital cycle. That yeah. is an uncomfortable bike. Yes. <laughs> Last episode recap. <laughs> Happy New Year! <laughs> I'm wearing my full tuxedo. I don't know how 2018 can top the awesome year Ugh. of 2017. It can't been... be much worse. I, 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 I... What are you I, looking I, forward I, to I, in 2018? I, I, I... I, I, I... <laughs> I, I, I hate I, that. I, I hate that. I kind of like <laughs> I it. I don't like it that. at all. <laughs> Is that something you do? I. I, I, I. Captain. <laughs> all right, so last episode, Ultra Magnus forgets RC exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the ships have taken off, and somehow, unexplainedly, they've lost the Decepticons. And yep. that's where we are. In this minute, 40. One. That's right. Minute 41, 41 to 42. To 42. <laughs> oh, it's episode 42, though. It's yes, episode 42. Right. Oh, my God. We meaning can't go down this rule again. No, it's the 42nd minute. Meaning that this episode It's the 42nd minute pro- of the movie. Go ahead. Right. So this episode should be able to provide the answer to life, the universe, and everything. I didn't do any Douglas Adams research Mm-mm. in preparation No, for you did not. R.I.P. But I did. Oh, no, I didn't really. Oh, I was, just, I was like, awesome. <laughs> there should brand. be a Douglas Adams and Transformers Universe crossover. Why? Why not? <laughs> Let's write that. That's our next project. <sighs> Ford, Arthur, Trillion, Zaphod, Meats, Hot Rod, Cup. And the Dinobots. Oh. <laughs> dino- All right, well, as we kick things off in this minute, 41-0-0, everyone is kind of uh, chilling, man. Everybody's Mm -hmm. chill as fuck. Cup is holding court with the Dinobots. Yeah, telling a story. That's right. His favorite war stories, the Dinobots, they're making faces like, (laughs) what the fuck? Also, why do Dinobots have eyeballs? Their eyeballs are real, like, throughout, they're a problem. (laughs) Grimlock doesn't, though. He doesn't have eyeballs, like, in the same way that all the other Dinobots do. Ugh, I don't want it. I don't like it either. I don't like it. I hated it in the Marvel comics whenever eyeballs would show up in Mm, characters. Yeah. Even in Andy Wildman, who I love his art. True. Even even when he would do the occasional eyeball, I did not like it. But, so the Dinobots, I guess the one good thing about eyeballs is it helps you understand that they don't like the story necessarily or where it's at in the story. Grimlock gets agitated. He commands to hear the good part of the story. And uh, he kind of knocks Swoop to the ground when he does it. Not on purpose, but just like, bleh. You know, just kind of an ignorant, like, it's the way my own dumb dog will whap everything with its tail and knock shit over. Again, 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 they stay, they stay in their dino mode. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating that they do so. And they're not Which carries through into season three. They do that mostly in season three also. The only difference being Swoop, whenever anybody's walking, he has to be in robot mode because it's fucking awkward to have him walk. <laughs> we are paused at 4116, <laughs> and it's his tail, but it looks like a Swoop on his back looks something. like he has a wiener. <laughs> something like a wiener. Which I always thought was the same thing with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. Whenever I drew them sometimes, it looked like, like because they had tails in the comics, and it sometimes to me looked like a penis. Yeah. I, I uh, find it very interesting that those thin metallic wings can like pick that thing up and fly it around, but... It's like Rat Bat. There's no boosters. Again, it should be a hovercraft, but no, they flap. Look at his feet. Yeah, it's quite ridiculous. 
We can pick apart this drawing. <laughs> I like how his robot arms are obviously to the side. Yeah, of his that's not even how he transforms. Like he's not a very. Uh, no, they pushed into there, his side though. There he is up there, and his robot arms. Uh, we're looking at the he fan looks, toys. Soar, I believe, is the, the name. fan toys looks much better than what I'm looking at on the screen here. <laughs> All right, well, I feel like the original Hasbro G1 toy, the arms pushed, pushed into in his body. I tell you what, if, right. if I was on, the, if I was rooting for the Autobots here, I'd be pretty worried. <laughs> It's a ship of fools. <laughs> it is a ship of fools. Okay. So, swoop uh, on the ground at this point. Dallas, but, but Dallas Starry. <laughs> hang on a minute. Hang on a second. Can I pause it? Are you here just watching him, his head go back? Yeah. Like, yeah. No. Just, with, <laughs> just with the uh, yeah. talking of the oh. tail is the dick. I can't <laughs> not see that now. Forty-one seventeen. He lays back. I, his penis I, exposed. I, I cannot <laughs> not see that. I would like a little, <laughs> little oil yeah. trickled right. out. Stop. We are perverts. So, <laughs> Cup gets the message and he fast forwards to the good part and begins to tell the tale of the ikiak yeah. yes. that came tromping and stomping down the mountain. What's an ikiak? Well, I looked it up. I googled it. I Did can't remember. You? Apparently, there's an episode uh, in season three where he mm. talks about Ikiaks again, or somehow maybe they revisit it. And it's this thing, which needs to go on our website. It looks like fit, uh, Figment it, from the like um, Disney World. Uh, I believe it's Epcot ride. There, it's a Figment, uh, the dragon, is what it looks like. But yeah, I'll put a, a picture of it up. It looks so stupid. I like that. I always love the quotes on the Transformers uh, wiki. Is this Transformers wiki? Or oh, this isn't. But I this. But I think all this copy is stolen from the Transformers yeah, wiki. This is, is actually Transformers it wiki. Looks, uh, anyway. Yeah, it looks kind of like that mechanical dragon Scooby Doo ran into when he met Sandy Duncan. <laughs> There's nothing scary about this creature at all. But at any rate, that's the story. The cup is telling, mm -hmm. um, and while he continues to tell that story, Hot Rod is sparring with some kind of drone bot. Such, and I think. I'm sorry. No, please. It's a direct ripoff of of Luke Skywalker totally. sparring with uh, the. Uh, did I steal your thunder? Were you going to mention that? No. Well, to the point where I listened to it several times. There is a faint lightsaber sound in there. Um, which I mean, Nelson Shin. Let's not forget yeah. Nelson Shin. I mean, that's exactly is the he animator is. of the lightsaber. And this, he doesn't. The droid doesn't have a name in this movie, but uh, later he's named the Auto Combatant, and yes. uh, he's voiced by Frank Welker in this movie. No oh. shit. Uh, and then, uh, but he's the the robot's not named until the Ladybird book adaptation of the movie. Uh, it's a storybook that just used stills from the film, like Ladybird Johnson. Exactly like Lady Bird John. No, they like had a Lady Bird, Bird, the hit movie that's out in theaters right now. It's Oscar, all connected. Oscar so wait, no, wait, there's a Lady Bird edition. Of it's the name of the company, is Lady Bird Books, basically. And I, it, it scaled back the deaths. There was a, the attack on the shuttle. All they say is the Autobot crew had been overcome. Unicron is described as a snow as snow capped in planet mode. Um, and this part I did like in the beginning when Laserbeak is spying. He's a cassette hidden. In a computer console, which makes way more sense. I feel like we need a whole special episode dedicated to Lady Bird books. Maybe. version of I, uh, Transformers. I want a whole episode dedicated to Lady Bird Johnson. It's a spin-off podcast. Yeah, where we're, we talk about how she seeded wildflowers along the interstate highways of the state of Texas. Is that all she did? Yes. Is that what she's known for? Actually, that's true. There is the Lady Bird Johnson Museum outside of Austin, Texas, and it's all about wildflowers. Fuck yeah, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Thank Lady you. Bird. For Lady Bird. All right. Uh, so Hot Rod spars, and um, he comes back and is like, 
you know, hey, uh, are we being productive? Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe we should uh, realize that the Decepticons are probably going to be on our ass again soon, and we should figure out how to deal with that, figure out how to save Cybertron. This isn't really a time for well, storytelling. I think he's here's, whining. Here's the thing. It's at, like, 4135 when he says it, and I'm like... Don't we have better things? Motherfucker, you're sparring with a droid. What yeah. are you talking about he's better fight to do? No, he's like, he's keeping his, he's keeping limber. Yeah, but he's fighting a droid that is not armed with anything. That's true. The droid not. is blocking his lightsaber with his own bare arms. This is the one time I feel like Hot Rod's actually showing leadership qualities. I think he's whining. Mm, yeah. he's, Luke Sky- he's Luke Skywalker right here. Well, he's so Luke Skywalker. <laughs> he's so Luke Skywalker. I never really realized that before. Well, we did he do a, a we did do a little meme that compared him to Luke Skywalker we using did? this exact scene. Yeah, it's, I think it's early in our Twitter feed. Maybe it is. I, I created remember. it. It oh, went over really well. You did. It was good. I might have got one like, but I, liked it. I didn't get all upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have problems. It was back when we had ten followers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The Dinobots don't like Hot Rod's idea of uh, tell they, story. They, they want to hear the story. story because you know they're dumb babies. And as they throw a selfish tantrum, the drone bot uh, <laughs> comes up from behind and pops Hot Rod a good one. Hot Rod, Hot Rod a good one in the head. Hot Rod. As uh, Hot Rod kind of uh, turns around, he looks like he's gonna probably. He's rip. got a shield. I yeah, just he does have that. a shield with yeah. the Autobot symbol on it. Yeah, yeah. So he's about to rip that thing's head off, <laughs> and the the. <laughs> The robot's like, time out, time out, time out. And at about that time, we see flashes of light. Oh. Galvatron's ship. Do you guys remember the name of the ship? Trivia? Uh, the the Revenge. Revenge. Very good. We did. Um, <laughs> it uh, it uh, has closed in on the Autobots. Yeah. And as we close out the minute, Galvatron pushes a green button. Which <laughs> launches which, everything. Which fires <laughs> a, a, a number, a, a random number of missiles. That's right. And that is where we end this minute. I love the idea of a single button performing a specific function. It is very... Spe- maybe it's a dial, you turn it. To like I love select, it. It's like... We've um, found the Autobots. I'll push the launch six missiles button. <laughs> it's I a mean, button for each thing. Yeah, it's great. That in the script is referred to as the flat top carrier that's coming up in my huh? that ship, which is pretty descriptive, I guess. Um, I don't know how I fell down this rabbit hole of like this is from the TF wiki I was looking up, but it was like there was a before this movie came out there was a poster contest called Decipher the Decepticon. Hmm. I'm just bringing this up because I didn't have much to say about this minute, okay. um, but it was a promo for the movie and it was a sweepstakes contest that was flyers included with the toys and it was like. Um, a quarter, a quartered poster. If you put the four posters together, it made a big okay. poster. Right. And it was like um, you had to complete various sentences with the names of the characters. Like, uh, Hot Rod is fighting with blank, you know. And basically, at the end, uh, you'd unscramble. I don't know how you could ever do this, but the circled letters in the answer, you would unscramble the name of the quote evil, horrible enemy planet who tries to dominate everyone, <laughs> which is terrible copy. <laughs> Uh, un- un- but also a very obvious clue. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then um, you could all, well, or if you're not good at that, you could also find the answer with a self-addressed envelope. <laughs> you just send off for the answer. Uh-huh. I couldn't figure out this one. And the sweepstakes prizes were, or um, there were five grand prizes of an electric hot rod go kart valued at twenty five hundred dollars. Which is, so that ex- those exist in 1986 dollars, and that that's would be like five thousand. You're very close. It's five thousand five hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. 
Yeah, and it, uh, they, they said this on the TF Wiki that they, they weren't able to find any pictures of it online. So if anybody can find those or wow. knows what that looks like. Is there any chance one of the perhaps 1,000 listeners go-karts. won this? If you a know somebody who won this grand prize... I'm wondering if this is a scam of some sort. Even in, a to, scam, even in today's or scamola, <laughs> a fifty-five hundred dollar go kart is pretty damn. I mean, that's crazy. Expensive. No, fifty-five hundred dollars. I mean, you can get a go kart at Walmart for probably twelve hundred dollars now. Yeah. Go karts, go karts. Uh, I, I mean, that was they were kind of first hitting the market hard, I guess, for recreational I purposes. I suppose and, a go kart in the eighties, seventies, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking that go karts is like yes. probably economies of scale have gotten involved and. I don't know other business words. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, anyway enough about the price of Coca. Well, see, because I'm thinking but that like, is expensive. Because when I first truck, read it, there's got to be I hope if there's one out there somewhere. Because when I first read it, I was thinking of like the big wheel, like motorized cars. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it must have been a literal like gas powered go kart, which seems irresponsible to give a child. Um, I don't know. You ship it to them. Well, I'm just saying it. Like it seems like one of those like ATV things because that's yeah. five thousand dollars yeah. in today's money my friend uh joe peabody shout out to joe peabody had uh he had a go-kart grow probably i don't would have been it would have been about this time 87, yeah. 88 87, 88 mm-hmm. yeah was it, a, was, it a, was it a hot rod go-kart i mean are we assuming that this go-kart was in the shape of hot rod like well, yeah, i guess it would, what does that even look like i don't know Nobody knows. No one has any pictures. I could. I, I googled it and I found some people who would like modded a Lamborghini to look like who, Hot Rod. But who, so who? So we don't know if anybody I'm won really this contest. About this. Five people supposedly did, and then there were a hundred first prizes, which was a VHS copy of the movie. Real step down. That's a big step down. <laughs> there were a hundred of those given out, and then there were a thousand second prizes, which was a reproduction coming attractions movie theater poster for the movie. I'd still like to have one of those. Sure. Nowadays. All right, so uh, no new voice actors, but we would be covering, if we hadn't already covered him, we would be covering Michael Bell uh, because Mm -hmm. Swoop talked in this, and this is Swoop's first speaking engagement. However, Michael Bell also, I'm trying to remember, did he do the voice? uh, What did we? I can't remember why we covered him earlier because I don't think he's talked. He does sidewalk or sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everybody remember that Transformer sidewalk? It was just a piece of paper, <laughs> just a brick of pavement. He transforms. He does sideswipe and prowl, and maybe we covered him. I don't know. Maybe we covered him just because he was on screen. I can't remember. But he actually did have a vocal part in the movie. Um, there's not much need to go into him, except I did go down a little rabbit hole of his, and you can find on YouTube some pretty awesome. Um, uh, what's basically called an animation voiceover masterclass. And you can find him giving, you know, a range of students, you know, instruction on how to be an animation huh. voiceover That's artist. Cool. And he actually seems very nice and even tempered, but yet firm and direct in his um, you know evaluation of the students and what they need to do to get better but so anyway that's a thing that exists maybe we should take that class <laughs> what are you talking not, about not that not that the real characters of star screaming Casey Kasem are not showing up every now and again yeah I mean well I think then also the voice of the iconic moment has been fleshed out to as much as it's gonna be that's perfect <laughs> it's, it's on its as own. good as it gets that's right fans of animation or people that are interested in being voiceover artists follow up on that yeah. Michael Bell it's time for deviations. 
<laughs> it's going to be a shame to edit that out. No, really. that's stayed in. <laughs> uh, so my script, I, I go first. Typically. I'm, sure. just, I'm just reminding people. I, tip, I tend to go first because the version that's of the script Aaron that I'm speaking. looking at, this is Aaron, for those of who can't tell Aaron and Ryan apart. I go first because my <laughs> script is a little later. It's a later draft, and it's tamer. We let Ryan go second because the version of the script that he follows we think is either the first or second original Friedman script, and it's nutballs. Right? <laughs> so, and then I don't, I don't, I don't talk about script deviations, but you guys can clearly tell the difference between me and the other two guys. Right, right, because your voice is, I mean, it's very beautiful. So it's lovely and chocolatey. Yeah, like butter. Chocolatey like butter. Just <laughs> chocolatey like butter. My script actually has this note in it. and It says that this part of the movie that we're watching that's on screen right now, uh, a good thing to put at this part would be a song about optimistic adventure with the suggestions that all dreams might not happen. <laughs> oh, my God. What? That's a note. That's a very specific oh song god. request. Oh my god. Optimistic adventure with the suggestion <laughs> that all dreams <laughs> might not happen. You can dream your biggest dream, but I mean, don't get married to it. Because disappointment still occurs. <laughs> We're grown ups, not kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sadness happens. You just gotta deal with it. Yep. So anyway, Ultra That's Magnus, awesome. uh, the whole the whole the whole congratulations bit happens via Ultra Magnus, and uh, but he also says he gives a little uh, nod to the future. He says that they're going to go ahead and refuel on the junk planet, and from there they're going to work out their oh. battle plan. So the junk planet. So I mean, they're, and actually, they're aware of, they are yeah. aware yeah. of junk. I think on. in the next scene, I can't remember if it's the next scene or the scene after. I mean, they are aware the junk planet exists. Already, but I guess they're just bringing it up a little early, and they're just—it's tactically they're going to go there and you know regroup. Yeah, because Perceptor does say the planet of junk is in this vicinity. Right, right, so right. they know about it. Right. Well, they and they already knew about it, but I guess they didn't know about it this early. It wasn't in when we watch it, and as we'll see in later in the minute in a couple minutes later. They only bring it up as sort of a last resort, mm-hmm. where now it's mm-hmm. kind of a first resort. I don't know. Anyway, Hot Rod sparring partner. Uh, in the version of the script that I have, was to have many arms uh. and legs and weapons coming from multiple, like maybe sure. one leg he's got a Whereas, sword and in one arm he's got a little cyber knife. Little Whereas hammer. in the movie we see he has two arms, two legs, and no, no weapons, weapons. No weapons. fighting hot rod. But uh, in this version of the script, that drone is a lot more of an asshole because... <laughs> When Hot Rod is distracted, the sparring bot clobbers him. Hot Rod tells it to quit, but when he does that, it sticks out its metal tongue and gives him a loud raspberry. <laughs> mine too. <laughs> and then continues to give Hot Rod cheap shots at every opportunity that he I, gets. I kind of wish that stayed in. I think That's Hot... like the second raspberry Friedman has put in here. <laughs> loves like, the raspberry. He loves it. Oh, so that's, that's all I've got. Okay, let's see what I've got here. It's no Siege of mm. Autobot City, is it? Um, I, a lot of this is the same. Siege um, 2. There are some Electric Boogaloo. That's ah. right. In this one, Galvatron and Cyclonus and the Decepticons are still on Earth whenever the Autobots escape. Remember in the Hypervolt, <laughs> if we all recall. Yeah. So they regrouped on Earth, or...? The Decepticons never leave Earth to okay. pursue them yet. Right. Okay. Um, 
basically, we have wide shot that shows Scourge and Sweeps have piled another huge supply of energy cubes in the staging area. Um, and Galvatron says, Your bungling has cost me the sweet taste of vengeance I have hungered for. A taste I shall not be denied. Starting off, shouts at Scourge, Maintain energy production. I shall see to the Autobots. Ingester and victory. That's right. So, yes. okay, Ingester I'm sorry. I love that they keep bringing up that, um, that, that catchphrase. Can you remind <laughs> us what happened right before this, in this minute? Like, the, uh, the Autobots got away somehow, obviously. Yeah, the Hypervolt. It wasn't that different. I mean, they basically They just did off, it from Earth, it sounds like. Different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's almost as if they were in Earth's atmosphere. What do you mean? Or right outside of Earth's atmosphere? No, they, they went into the deep hyper- space. Okay, and so, so the Decepticons had to have turned around. Decepticons. Or they just didn't pursue we, them. Yeah, they didn't go after them. So in my version of the script from last week, there was this whole space battle with asteroids and blowing oh, them yeah, up that, none to of provide that screens. They just in your version, like, somehow those big, giant, heavy ships were just, they couldn't, they couldn't chase them. Or didn't. I mean, right. basically, like, it's the same thing as this, essentially, uh, in that uh, Galvatron now goes after them. But the interesting part in why I read that is that um, he gets onto a dis- huge Decepticon wedge-shaped flat-top space carrier accompanied by an armada of Cyclonus jets, which mm. I thought was interesting because it brought up the armada again. Right, right. Um, and then, but here's the another part where it really deviates, where they're, they left other Autobots on Earth, uh, which... I mean, I guess the movie never really addresses either because we cut to Blaster. As far um, as we know, Blaster's the only person oh, left on Earth. Oh, please tell me what Blaster yeah. says. Yeah, Blaster, he's accompanied oh, by other Autobot survivors, Trailbreaker and Sunstraker. Oh. Um, all show battle damage, and they're, they're guerrilla fighters now. Okay. And Blaster says, The shuttle's made it through, but we still got lots to do. We're going to play guerrilla and make every day a thriller. Whoa! <laughs> now, first of all... Muhammad Ali <laughs> already did that rhyme and did it way better. Uh, yes, he did. I think he did. Are you talking about the thriller in Manila? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. What did Blaster say? He's, he's we said, need a folder Manila, and we're going to give him a thriller? We need a, a, we need a folder Manila? <laughs> That's right. He's talking about office supplies. We need a folder Manila. <laughs> got to store his files. And then Sunstreaker says, why did Ultra Magnus and the others abandon us? It isn't fair. Fair and player ain't nowhere when Decepticons play and shake and bake with the universe. Something up there gobbled up the third moon of Cybertron and put the Decepticons back together We to- after we tore them apart. Which he doesn't rhyme. Lots of, ex- <laughs> lots of exposition. That, that so rhyme- in addition to non-rhyming. Yeah, and he recognized that Galvatron and Cyclonus and the Sweeps were the Decepticons they killed. I don't know how, but... Uh, then we cut to uh, Cup telling the story of the Ikyak, although he says, Reminds me of the time we faced the Ikyak cyborgs of Phosphor Norn. Of course. <laughs> uh, Snarl is not listed. They list all the other Dinobots. Um, and then basically it's pretty much the same. Uh, Hot Rod is sparring with the Autocombatant, which it is named that in here. Um, it gives him the loud raspberry. Um <laughs> And then it's, there's a lot more of the story that Cup goes into, which is fairly boring, actually. Um, and then, Only a, a Dinobot would find it exciting. There is a part where, yeah, and there's a part where uh, Hot Rod goes over to the intercom and talks to the other ship, and he talks to uh, RC and Daniel. Um, and Daniel uh, basically is saying, like, or RC, Daniel asks if he can come over and visit. The other shuttle. And it's like a hologram situation, so another thing from Star Wars. Where wait, wait, wait. So Daniel's asking if he can go over to the if Hot Rod can come over to their ship and visit and play. Mm-hmm. Why? To play. Well, I'll tell you, Daniel. 
then you, me, and RC could play semiconductor chess. Oh my like, god. Like classic chess just isn't good enough to make it to 2005. Exactly. As I mean, a game. It's thousands of years away. old, but <laughs> no. Nope. Semiconductor chess. Uh, and then uh, Daniel Beck. Do, Be- do they do it or do they tell him to screw? No, that's why this part is so like cut out because it doesn't nothing happens to it with oh, it. But basically, it's a game. They, they ignore him. It plays up essentially the RC hot rod thing because a bit like Daniel's like, can't, hey, please, RC, can he come over? And RC says coyly to Hot Rod's hologram, "Well, I suppose it would be all right." What? I know. It says it's, it says it's coyly, yes. but it's all that's weird. It's all uh, holograms. It's I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just a hologram. It's all holograms. So they're already over there. Like, please, can I come over? I'm already over there. I guess kind of. Kind of. That yeah. I can just be over there. There's nothing you can do about it. And then basically, this is why it gets cut out, and it's so stupid because then Springer comes up and says, "Hold the personal calls. Perceptor is going to lock coordinates on an energy transfer now leaving Earth, and we need the circuits." Okay. So that just goes away, and nothing ever comes up about it. It should be hold all personal calls. We just got away from the Decepticons. We shouldn't be playing games right now. We should be on kind of high alert and figuring out our next move. Yeah. And so after that, basically Perceptor, and this is much different, he plugs his fingers into the console board um, to like interface directly with the computer. Um, And then it cuts... To back no on, Bluetooth in these days. Like he's trying. Apparently, this energy transfer is like what Unicron did before with the slurping mm-hmm. of the straw, and like they're okay. detecting that this is going to happen again. And so we cut back to Earth, where there's an angle on the assembly assembly. Mm, oh boy, assembly lines of the Energon cubes, and we see human slaves and Autobot slaves hauling Energon cubes under whips of Decepticon and sweep guards as they bring more cubes to the stack. And where is that on Earth? That's on Earth. Oh. They're assembling more energy, and um, basically uh, we <laughs> we cut back to to uh, well, Perceptor finds out where the energy is going, um, which is into uh, ingester, and kind mm-hmm. of has a weird mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. oh, that shocking reaction. And this is the point again where Galvatron like has now found them, and uh, basically we get into this is kind of where the space battle happens, where Springer is like mount uh, uses an Akak gun to shoot at them. Um, it's like Ultra Magnus says, "Cup, elevate force fields at once," and then um, that's when Galvatron pushes the firing button on the console and uh, eject canister bombs, which trail rocket exhaust. The green so basically, exactly where this okay. the so, ends. Wow, wow, that's. Ooh. But it, it's it, it's funny how sometimes these minutes of yours mm. of this original or maybe a second draft of Rod Friedman's do end up in points. Like there are these kind of like vectors of where it ends back up yes. but it gets back to it gets back to our to the end of our minute. it yeah. does it's just so <laughs> much there, in between it is nothing like what happened like all this bullshit about the cyber chess and the holograms semiconductor and the, chess and the please. slaves and the slaves on earth and the autobots and the humans i am amazed though that it, it does seem to sync up the, it, it gets back on the rails and i think that must have been what like dilly did uh, who like paired That's all this it. stuff out and just kept like beats i don't i don't think dilly's that hard to get we need to get him i don't we need to figure out how to we somehow see this all the time transmit it i, I want to focus on the process of Turning that into that, mm-hmm. turning ask, the, the the Friedman script ask, into what's on screen. Is Dilly approachable? I think he seems approachable. I've Let's seen him on it. other. I've seen him on other podcasts or heard him on other podcasts. Yeah. I don't. I, 
when I say he's not that hard to get, I don't mean to say that like he never has. He doesn't have a life. <laughs> I just mean to say. I mean to say. I think he'd be willing. I think it would. I think it's, it's possible. Worth a shot. But right. I would. What we should test out. Figure out. Like we should test out how we might actually do that via Skype or whatever. I don't know technologically how we would mm-hmm. pull we need it to bring off him here without putting in the studio. Flying in. You got an extra bed. Put him up at the. I do. We'll put it up. Hell, that's a futon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Come spend the night. Hang out with him. Maybe take him out for a drink. Some drinks. Springfield, Missouri party time. Maybe he's got no. family here. Why would you think that? You know any dillies? Uh, you know, dilly the, bar, the Ozark dillies brings it back to the uh, brings it back to the dilly bars. So thank you. You know what? That'll be a good icebreaker for you to him. <laughs> I'm sure Dairy Queen. I used to get dilly bars. Your name is Dilly. 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 <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Remember that uh, Ghost of Christmas Future? Yes, vaguely. Maybe it's about time for him to come back around. Nah, I heard he's working an extra shift at TJ Maxx <laughs> on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's tough, but uh. So okay, we can. We can. I am the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know. I don't think this minute has any iconic moments. I just like <laughs> I I didn't have one for the last one. I, I it's not so much. I did like though, like you said, Aaron, um, the where Galvatron pushes the button and just a million <laughs> missiles come out of the ship. That I like that part a lot. I I said. I wrote my notes are, I don't like this minute, but as a kid, I always liked action and explosions, so I'll go with Galvatron launching missiles. I'll go with, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Did you have another, a differing opinion, Caleb? Nope. All right, <laughs> it's three for three. Next time on the Autobot Decepticast. Uh, polarities will be inverted. Ugh, I got a lot to say about that. Me too. Mm. Maybe we should come together on this before. Right now. Mm, no. Over you. Finally, Cyclonus turns his phasers to kill. Good. And that's it, everybody. Don't forget our listener appreciation event. Last chance. Between now and... Well, today. (laughs) Midnight. Happy New Year, everyone. That's right. Let's make 2018 a real humdinger of a year. If there's any listeners out there who live in countries where... there's elections going down, and uh, famous millionaire, hundred millionaire, is he a billionaire? Famous billionaires, so. it doesn't matter the size of their of their Are wallet. Are we getting political right now? All I'm saying is, is yes. <laughs> All I'm saying is, is don't forget about our listener appreciation no. event that's happening yeah, right now. Uh, send us a little note with your mailing address after, of course, you rate us on iTunes, five stars, international listeners. Send us. Extra information around. Let the us review know that you did it because we can't see it. Nope. Mm-hmm. So send us the review because we want to shout it out. And um, you know, it's still a secret something. We've been very coy about it. All right, it will be. A, it's a surprise. It's a secret. I hope it's compelling enough that it was worth this long wait hey, that you've had for it. Doesn't it. have to be compelling if it's free. Enjoy your free gift, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, continue and tell your friends to please listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all of them at APODDCast. And our web presence is autopoddecepticast.com. And iTunes users, I don't really need to say that. We've already covered it. Yeah, five stars. We just did. Five stars. Do it. Do your thing. Bye, everybody. Right. Happy bye, New Year. Bye, Happy bye, New bye, Year. Bye, 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 bye.
tell the story about your country club experience about, for example, how how kind of nice the dudes the guys can be or funny the guys can be your story oh, at, the stag bar at the stag story bar. Okay, yes okay. i know you've told it a million times but please tell i'll it. see if i can remember i don't even know what you're talking about i th- you've probably heard the story okay so this is one i like i love to tell so <laughs> do you remember Friedis turner yes i don't know if he's still with us or not he was pretty old by the time i mean this was a decade and a half ago but but, um, so, at the country club I worked, there was always a Sunday brunch, and people would come in, they'd be dressed up, they'd look nice, they'd eat off our buffet, have some champagne, and Mr. Turner is one of these guys, he was there every Sunday, always looking nice, he's a sweet old man, he'd walk around with a little bit of a hunch, real nice guy, everybody loved him. And I would see him, I ended up working in the stag bar, for those who aren't hip to the country club world, that's basically a bar in at country clubs that's kind of situated between 9th and 10th holes. It's on the turn, so people come in, refill on beer, get a quick... But only uh, men. Only men, I should say. It's, only at this It is thing. gender segregated. Although women were allowed to poke their head in a little side window. and I mean, They could like, come halfway could in. Could I have couldn't... some soup? They had, a hatch. <laughs> they had a hatch they could stick <laughs> basically, their Basically, yeah. Basically. Nasty. But they didn't want to be. You wouldn't want to be in there anyway. Not, That's the excuse, all men. Oh, you don't want to. No, come well, I mean, in. but I mean, but I mean, I mean, they should have the right to be in there. Sure. But they don't want to be in there because uh, it's just dudes in there watching sports, smoking cigars, playing cards, cutting being, up, cutting up. Like, yeah. that's where I've learned old men and young men. There's nothing really different about them other than they mellow out. Young men are always looking to get into fights. <laughs> old men. They just chill. They just chill. They don't want to get into fights. Right. But uh, anyway, so... Because they lose. Mr. Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked their ass. So Mr. Turner, he was always really well-dressed. Actually, uh, uh, beyond Sundays, he was always really well-dressed. Um, but this was a Sunday, and I ended up working that stag bar area. And what that was like was bartending. Basically, all the guys are playing cards, watching television. There's 50 guys in there. I'm the only person that works at the club that's in there, and I'm getting them drinks, and I'm making them, like, if they need food, I'm doing some short order Mm -hmm. hamburgers and sandwiches, club sandwiches type stuff. Right. There's a, in the other options for food, there's a little soup station, which probably has chili or white bean soup in it, and then there's a hot dog station, which the hot dog station was notorious because people would always just rob hot dogs. It was just (laughs) out in the open. If you weren't watching, you'd come, you'd you'd just grab a hot dog and eat it. It's kind of like, it my... like on a rotisserie. Yeah, it was on a rotisserie yeah. Yeah. type situation. So my job is to like, if somebody's getting a hot dog, I note it and I note that, you know, charge the John, John Thomas got the hot dog. Our British friends will enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, uh, so Friedis Turner, this old man, and he's kind of like, he, he's old and sweet it fe- he talks really slowly. It feels like he's not all there. Is he like Harvey? Is it, is it Harvey Mole Man on The Simpsons? Um, I would say like that, but not pathetic. Yeah, I gotcha. So he but walks. Kind of he walks really slow. He's uh-huh. on the feeble side. He's uh-huh. skinny. He's got a little bit of a hunch, but he's very well dressed. And uh, he talks really slowly too. Like maybe he's had a stroke or something sure. like that. But 
but he's always very nice. And he, but so he he comes like stumbling up to the hot dog, <laughs> to the rotisserie hot Has dog. And by, stumbling, and by stumbling, uh, yes, he's been down at Sunday brunch already. He's like, been drinking. He's been drinking all morning long. All right, he can but stumble. but honestly, that's kind of insignificant to the story. But he had been drinking all morning. He long. He earns the right to stumble. He um and, and but stumble isn't really the right word. I would say just like shuffle the crawling version of walking <laughs> is what he's doing. Okay, and he comes up to the hot dog rotisserie and he does what so many people do which so, guys will just come in there dirty golfers and grab a hot dog this is also during the craze of um uh what's the low carb diet that everybody did back atkins. in the early to atkins yeah this is the atkins craze so people come in all the time grab a hot dog just grab a hot not wiener, not put it in a bun, sans bun. and just yeah just eat it and sometimes they'd hold it in their hands, they'd put ketchup on it, and just eat it. Ugh. So people were just eating hot dogs, bunless, all the time. <laughs> and I don't know if that... That's not why Mr. Turner did it, but he goes over and grabs a hot dog and slowly and shakily rears it up to his mouth and like takes takes his first bite off of the end of it and then i hear this guy i can't remember who <laughs> is it, it like was. nothing but trouble i can't yeah, kind of yes it is kind of like that but then i hear remember we're in the stag bar with all these dirty rowdy golfer no like, drinker no, no so so a guy it probably it is uh uh mid mid 30s to early 40s he just yells from across the room he goes hey there fritas you got a hot dog there you old cocksucker <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I mean, they were being funny. They it were all friends. Uh, Frida, yeah. So, so Mr. Turner, Fritas, he he's chewing up the bite of the hot dog just real slowly, and he just turns his head slowly to me, and keeps chewing <laughs> and swallows, he swallows. Then he lifts his other finger and he goes, "You suck one cock." <laughs> Which is an old vaudevillian kind of joke. <laughs> That's heard, great. I didn't beat. hear him. But I'd never heard that joke without before. Missing that, a beat. That, without like, oh, he missed several beats, but it, but it still hit right on time. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that story, man. I love it. <laughs> you suck one cat. Suck one cat. It's coming out of that guy. I'd never heard him say anything <laughs> anything like that before.